Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Times of Amma podcast, the podcast that is all about parenting, positive living and writing. This is your host, Shweta Ganesh Kumar. The focus of today's podcast is three things I overreacted about as a new mom. Before I dive into it, I'd like to say I've traveled quite a bit away from the tag of new mom. As I record this in the year 2020, my kids are eight and four years old. Far enough for me to look back at those early years and heave a sigh of relief. I wanted to do the show for two reasons. One, I polled all those who follow the Times of Amma Instagram account and you chose this topic over the other. And two, I have so many friends who've become new mothers over the past few weeks and some who are due any day now that I wanted to do a show dedicated to them. So this is for you gutsy people out there who are stepping up through the gates of parenthood, embarking on a new adventure as the world in general continues to navigate its way through times held to ransom by the novel coronavirus. Now picture this. Here I am after hours of labour and an emergency procedure raw and tired and suddenly expected to take care of this extremely fragile being that depends on me for its survival. I look down at this pink wrinkled little bundle and wonder at creation itself when suddenly it opens its mouth and lets out a wail almost as loud as an ambulance siren. And it is my job to find out what will make the noise stop. Every moment in the first few months of your baby's life has the capacity for a potential crisis. Or at least it feels like it. And you, the new mother, has to shed whatever she used to be to become an expert doctor, nurse, nutritionist and nurturer in the span of a heartbeat. At least that's what it feels like. I felt like the nine months I'd spent preparing and reading pretty much every expert treatise on early motherhood had amounted to nothing. There were so many days when I felt like I had no idea of what I was doing. And you will too. So in the spirit of keeping it real, here are three things that I kind of overreacted to as a new mom. Number one. The crying during bath time. When my first child, my daughter, was born more than eight years ago, I had the absolute privilege of having both my parents as well as my in-laws with me, despite the fact that I gave birth outside India. My mother as well as my mother-in-law took care of the day-to-day care of my baby, which meant that the first time I gave her a bath on my own, she was almost five months old. She wailed her head off and left me in deep panic. What was I doing wrong? Was I getting water in her ears? Was the soap not tear-free? Would she develop a phobia of water thanks to my inadequate skills in bathing her? Fast forward today and I wonder where that water-phobic baby of mine went. Today, my daughter is a proficient swimmer and an absolute water baby, often getting praise from lifeguards posted around the pools we used to frequent. And I often heave a sigh of relief at how misplaced my reaction at the time was. 
So the first thing I can tell you from the benefit of years is, yes, it is extremely upsetting to hear them cry during bath time and the way they cry as well, right? But it definitely gets better. Here are some things you can check if you feel like they're crying more than they should be. Is the water flowing into their eyes? Maybe use a visor-like thing to avoid water pouring down their face or pour the water into your hand and then gently soak their face instead of direct contact. Check if they have mosquito bites or rashes that hurt when you apply baby soap. Because even the most tear-free of them all need not completely be so. So maybe stick to water till their skin clears up. They, they don't get that dirty, really. Some babies are just extremely sensitive to water temperatures. Case in point, my son, who is still extremely strict about his bath water. It needs to be not too hot or not too cold for my master G to enjoy it. You will figure out what your child likes eventually, but a rule of thumb for newborns is to go by body temperature, which is around 37 degrees Celsius, but you will figure it out, trust me. My next issue was sleeping through the night. Have you heard of the phrase, slept like a baby? Considering enough people said this, I mistakenly assume that most babies sleep well through the night. Well, apparently, my baby had not gotten the memo. She slept in fits and bursts, waking up every couple of hours to nurse or babble or simply cry. I wondered whether I had enough milk or whether I was an anxious mother affecting her psychological development and whether I would ever get a full night's sleep again. And I did after she turned two. It took a while, but I learned that most babies, and especially breastfed babies, exclusively breastfed babies, do not sleep through the night. Why? Even most adults wake up during the night at least once or twice. We just do not register it as waking up, as we have figured out how to go back to sleep on our own. Babies do sleep for longer hours. Once they master the skill of going back to sleep on their own, which usually comes with age or sleep training. As someone who has more or less reached the age where I am no longer sleep deprived because of parenting, because of other reasons, yes, but because of parenting, I can safely say that they will sleep through the night at some point. But, and I'm sorry, but there is a but, expect regressions. Anxiety, growth spurts, new teeth, too much sugar, change in their routine. Pretty much anything can throw them off their sleep, leaving you back in the metaphorical doghouse. But the good news is that 9 out of 10 times, you would not have caused it. You just have to suffer through it. And now we come to the skin issues that I had no idea would plague a newborn. In our case, it was dry skin and a light dusting of pimples. When my daughter completed a month, one of the main worries on my mind was her skin. She seemed to be shedding her skin like a snake and she also had what seemed like a very light crop of acne all across her face. So, 
I, the new mother, threw out all the baby bedding that I had been gifted. And I got the sheets cleaned with hypoallergenic detergent. I cross-checked the fabric of her onesies and diapers. I added coconut oil to her bath regime. I removed coconut oil from her bath regime. I added it back again. I hunted for the best kind of baby lotion. I dived into the vast cavernous depths of the internet looking for answers. Despite my pediatrician telling me to relax, I felt like I should not, while I should have. Because that dry skin and baby acne cleared up, and before I knew it, my baby had skin just as soft as could be, the kind that we've been conditioned to call baby soft skin. The thing is that it is natural and normal for new mothers to feel doubts about their actions and choices. This is nothing but a manifestation of their parenting instincts, and it bodes well for a child when he or she has a mother looking out for him or her. However, I do wish that new mothers were not bombarded with the images of perfection and expertise that makes them second-guess themselves. Perfect babies who sleep through the night and enjoy their baths and are soft, like in the commercials, are very rare and seeing only non-realistic images makes mothers apprehensive about their own experiences because they just don't seem to match up. Yes, there are parents out there who talk about the importance of mothers following their heart and not perfection, but they are far and few in between. And with the increase in sharing our lives on social media, there's this tendency to edit out all that does not make a picture perfect. Yes, I, I do know that the perfect airbrushed photos are beautiful, but as a new mother, I wish I'd seen more of the messiness and the chaos and the imperfection that envelops us as new parents. I believe that if I had seen more of such supportive and encouraging messaging then, I would have had far less sleepless nights than the ones I subjected myself to. I chose to share my experiences here in the hope that this story is heard by some new mother somewhere who thinks that she's failing. I hope the story helps chip down the impossible standards moms are expected to aspire to and helps us in remaining true to our instincts and authentic self. I hope you know that you've got this and that your baby is extremely lucky to have you. I hope that this episode resonated with you. I hope you choose to focus on the wonderful early time that you get with your little one, despite the messiness and the sheer chaos of it all, as we continue to navigate the pandemic and try and make sense of it all. I hope that this podcast helps you reconsider the things that you worry about. If you would like to share your thoughts on this episode, please email me at shweta at shwetaganeshkumar.com or do send me a message at Times of Amma on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and possibly share your thoughts in an upcoming episode. You can also leave a comment under my post about this episode on the Times of Amma Instagram page. You will find others' comments over there and it makes for a nice, wonderful discussion. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Times of Amma podcast. I'll be back soon with a new shot of positivity for me and for you. Till then, stay safe and stay positive.